Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Tundicode podcast. In this podcast, I will be talking about the things our identity is tied to. The things our identity is tied to. Now, when I talk about identity in this context, I'm talking about identity from the point of our sense of significance. What makes you feel significant? What are the things in your life? What are the accomplishments in your life? Who are the people in your life, life that makes you feel significant, makes you feel uh, valuable or, you know, or define your sense of worth, your sense of value? Why am I talking about this? I've looked at life. I've looked at people. I've spoken to people. I've related with a lot of people in my life. And I see how people move from one point of instability to another point of instability. I've seen people move from a level of fear to another level of fear. I've seen many Christians, you know, panic, fear, panic and fear, um, struggle, fight, and behave like their unsaved neighbor. And I'm not trying to throw stones at anyone here, point fingers at anyone. I mean, I've seen things in my life that I've had to call out. You know, I've seen some inconsistencies in my in my life compared to what the Bible says about how what the what what the believer shall experience now jesus says peace i leave with you not as a peace i give you my peace i leave with you my peace i give you not as the word gives let not your heart be troubled and on many occasions i find my heart being troubled about one thing or the other the bible tells us in the book of philippians that we should not be anxious about anything but by prayer with supplication and thanksgiving we should make our request known to the lord and uh, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guide our heart and mind. So in many areas of my life, I mean, I mean, I mean previously, uh, well, I still struggle in one area, one area or the other. But back in the days, in many areas of my life, I can't really vouch or confidently speak of the peace of God, you know, ruling in my heart. I was anxious about things. I struggled like everybody else. I also like everybody else, you know, I panic like everybody else. And when I look at the life of some Christians who have come to this realization of the fact that the life of the believer is unlike the life of everybody else in the world, those lifestyles challenge me. And when I read after uh, people like uh, Kenehi again and some other men of God that I do follow their works, I, I do follow I see the peace of God in their life. I see how they experience God in their life. But I don't see these things in my life. Then I started doing some work on myself. I started studying the word, praying, fellowshipping with the saints. And gradually I began to understand the reason why there were some issues in my life that I'm not able to really uh, differentiate myself from the unbelievers. And what I mean differentiate myself, I'm, I'm not talking about trying to compare myself and saying I'm better here they are not better there but I'm talking about being able to exemplify the life that Jesus has given to us you know through his death burial and resurrection unbelievers cannot call God their father but the Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd I do not want it means the Lord is my shepherd I have everything that I need now Though I may not physically have everything that I want to have, but the Bible tells me that God is my source and God is able to supply all my needs. 
If my confidence is in God, who is able to supply all my need, then I don't need to fret. I don't need to fight. I don't need to panic like my unbelieving neighbors or to follow the trend of achieving things, of defining my status or defining my sense of significance like the world does, the things I see on TV and social media. So I haven't looked at things from this perspective, from my individual life and haven't dealt with a lot of people you know, I say, you know what, is what actually talking about this, helping other believers to actually come to the point whereby they begin to define their sense of significance. They begin to identify those things uh, by which they define their sense of significance, those things by which they define their sense of value. So I've worked on quite a number of things in my own life and I'm still growing. So I'm not trying to condemn anyone, make anyone feel bad, but I'm trying to help us to identify those false sense of identity in our lives, those false um, things or idols in our life that makes our life unstable, that doesn't allow us to experience the life of God or become the person God has called us to be. Right. So let's look inward. What are the things that you have tied to your identity or you tied your identity to? I'll give you a few examples. Is it your job? Your, I mean, your profession. So some people, if you ask them, who are you? They will tell you, I'm a doctor, I'm a medical doctor. And um, it's not that we should not identify ourselves by our profession. But in this particular instance, when I'm talking about your sense of significance, some people, the job they do is what defines their existence. Why am I calling these things out? I'm calling them out because when a person's soul sense of significance, soul sense of worth is in what they do. If that thing was taken away from them or if that industry no longer exists, many people find themselves in um, a psychological state that makes them miserable and sometimes they don't see life worth living. Now, we live in a world whereby things are changing drastically. Technology is being used to uh, carry out some activities, do some things that human beings normally do. So which means some industries in years to come may not exist anymore because robot or technology, artificial intelligence will have taken, uh, taken those positions. So a person who defines their soul of existence by their profession when an innovative product or something comes up in the world that eliminates the need for their service or the need of, their, uh, of whatever they do, such people may have a sense of uh I mean, we no longer have a sense of existence, right? And some people become suicidal. And some people hate God or they dislike God. And I've dealt with so many Christians and I will not be able to go into the, uh, the various reactions that I've seen people um, have or demonstrate towards God and towards life, towards people because of something that happened to their uh, sense of significance in terms of the job they do. I remember uh, a time that... Um, a particular company was trying was downsizing and they had these HR staff. She was quite senior in her role. So when she heard she was going to be made redundant, she burst into tears and she was crying as if her life has ended. She lost all sense of hope and confidence. And it really bothered me. I'm thinking there are thousands of companies out there that you can simply apply to and get a new job or a better job. I mean, why are you broken and shattered and, you know, 
pulled apart and, and your life, it seems like your life is crumbling because you are told by your employer that you're going to be made redundant. And this is a typical example of how many Christians um, react to situations in their life when it has to do the things, do with things that, um, that ties to their profession. I mean, when they tend to define their soul existence, their essence of significance, their sense of worth by what they do. I feel like staying here a little bit more on this particular example. Now, when you go on LinkedIn, I struggled with this. I must be very honest. You know, when I was still um, coming up in my career, I was still taking up um, some um, junior jobs in what I do now in my profession, my secular profession, um, because I'm, I'm a PMO manager. I'm into project management. And when I go on LinkedIn and I see a lot of um, people that I've known or different titles, some guys, some ladies with amazing job title, I do feel intimidated. And sometimes, sometimes when I'm, when I come out of, after I've come out of LinkedIn, I just feel, I just feel, what am I doing with my life? So, so for some of you who don't know what LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is a um, professional network site. And uh, I think they have an app as well. So I just feel miserable when I come out of LinkedIn and I see people who are much younger than, I, than, I, than me in, have these big job titles. But now I have a better sense that your job title does not determine what value you add to your employer. That's a blessing to someone. Your job title does not determine how much value you are able to add to an employer. And the job title you hold in a company does not mean you'll be able to add value to another company. You know, so, so many things that I've seen, so many deceptions that I've seen in the uh, secular world, which is one of the reasons why it is not worth defining your sense of existence, your sense of a significant by, by your job title. Anything can happen, right? So, uh, link because I my sense of significance was tied to what I was doing in a sense. So, when I come across someone else who is doing something better than what I'm doing, I feel bad. So if you if that relates with you, then you should start kind of identifying what your identity is tied to. What if you are, your, is your identity tied to your profession, your job? To help you for that, I'm going to call out other, item, other uh, examples. If anything happens to that job or if there's a threat to that job, how do you react? Now, let's leave the point that this factor of um, pay out of the, out of the equation. Well, I guess, I guess, and I know that the reason why some people feel scared when there's a threat to their job is because of their bills. You know, they got to pay for school fees, they got to pay their utility, they got to pay for their rent, they got to pay their mortgage. So besides those factors, if your sense of confidence lies in your job title, your profession, your expertise, your abilities, we have a problem because if those things were taken away from you, would you still see life worth living for? Now, if somebody was coming coming around, you're coming to your company, and it seems like they're a threat to your uh, sense of significance as it relates to your job profession, how do you treat them? So, if somebody comes around you, they seem to be more uh, more experienced, more experienced, more skilled than you, and um, you find yourself struggling, and you're thinking of throwing them under the bus. You're trying to get them fired. You're backbiting about them then you should start checking yourself. It seems like you are defining your sense of worth and value, your sense of significance by your job or your profession. It seems like your identity is tied to your job or your profession and is a bad place to be. 
Because if you know the kind of world we're living in now and where things are going, it's no longer a matter of job security. It's about your employability. It's more about what you can give, what value you can add to a business rather than someone giving you a job or giving you a position. Right. What about marriage? Now, if you are such a person that if your husband or your wife should leave you today, your life will fall apart. It seems like your sense of significance is tied to that, to your marriage. Now, I'm not saying that we should not love our spouse or be dedicated or be passionate about our marriage. Yes, we should be. But human beings have a mind and people can change their mind. Anything can happen to people, right? Some people lose their uh, marriage to death when their spouse dies. And some and that was, that, that's quite painful. So if, if your spouse should die and, God forbid, and um, it's not painful, then we need to question whether you truly love the person in a sense. So what about you, if you're a single person, if your boyfriend or girlfriend threatens to leave and you are, you're panicking, you're nearly having heart attack, then you need to start looking into this because it seems like your sense of worth is tied to that relationship. What about societal acceptance? Celebrities, many celebrities have psychological problems, mental health problems. And one of the reasons is because um, their life is based on what their followers say or how their followers comment on them. I've, I've read about celebrities and I know what I'm talking about. Some celebrities begin to find freedom from this when they, after they give their life to Christ and when they begin to define their identity by something else. And um, it's quite sad that these days, and I've been affected by this too previously, these days, you, your, the societal acceptance issue we're dealing with is not just um, with the celebrities. Even pe common people, if you put up a picture and you expect a lot of people to like it or you expect more people to follow you or something on, on social media and you don't get the response you anticipated, it breaks people's heart. And it's one of the reasons why some girls are willing to go any length to, to strip themselves, to do something crazy on social media so that, so that they can get that likes and that acceptance. They may get it, but the question is, what about the damage it's doing to your soul? Societal acceptance is, is a serious matter in the world we live in today. Many people's sense of significance are be tied to it because people, people tend to define you and what you're able to do or what you're able to deliver based on how many followers you have, how many likes you have. And even though this is meant to be for businesses so that they can promote, they can you know, increase their reach or for organizations so that they can increase their reach. Uh, but many people are now tying their sense of significance, a sense of what to how much people follow them, how, people, how much people like them. And this is killing so many people in the world today, which is one of the reasons why we need to talk about this. We need to think through this. Another thing is talent. You know, some people's talent is what defines them. I mean, their sense of significance is what, their sense of significance is their talent, their abilities. You know, God forbid, if they have an accident and they are not able to maybe play basketball anymore or do the things that they normally do, things that brings them accolade, things that brings them respect and recognition of other people. If those things, if that thing was taken away from them, many uh talented people will not see life worth living for anymore. Now, can you see the reason why we need to talk about this? We need to ask ourselves questions. What is my identity tied to? What is my sense of significance tied to? Because 
whatever that thing is, if it is taken away from you, can make can make or break you. Most of the time, it breaks people, and whatever that thing is, you know, can determine what can determine the rest of your life if that thing is taken away from you, right? So, guys, this is a very serious matter, and when I was Pondering on this particular podcast, it, I mean, I was being blessed myself. I was asking myself questions. What is my identity tied to? So I've given us a few tests by which we can identify those things. And like I said, you know, the things that any, everything around us be, beside the life of God, the breath of life in us, everything we have is uh, exposed to, the, to a threat or being taken away from us. And so that we don't lose our life and lose the reason why God, the purpose why God has created us. We need to begin to check these things before a challenge comes up in our life. Good. So uh, I think another example I should give is a material possession. So I have seen rich people, you know, act in a very wicked, unkind way. And, it sh- and then when I investigate and I look into it, I realize that their life it is tied to those material possessions. And they will kill, they will do anything to anyone who, or they would do anything to harm anyone or remove anyone who is a threat to those um, personal effects that they have. Another thing I should uh, call out here is for uh, for Christians to be very careful about. I was attending this marriage or retreat, this couple's retreat, some time ago, and they were going to define identify the best the best dressed couple at a retreat and the, the, the single daughters couple. And when I look at the couple, one of the things that make them best dressed is because of the brush of uh, some designers, big one, expensive, which they were wearing. And I said to myself, we have a problem here. If believers are now defining, please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we should not dress properly. But if we are beginning to define ourselves or celebrate ourselves, one another, based on some personal effect, there is a problem because uh, some of the designers, uh, materials that or effects that these guys were wearing, these designers have no regard for God and they trash the name of Christ, even in their conduct, how they do business and the, how they run the organization culture. So for a believer to be defining their sense of worth and significance by the personal effects created by people who do not value our gospel and our God, we have a problem. So let us be very careful. We should not define ourselves or our value, our sense of significance by personal effect, especially the ones that are not even created by people who value the gospel and value or respect or acknowledge the Christ who died for you and I. You know, I was attending a drama rehearsal and I pulled out a shirt and the lady asked me from church, she said, is that Prada? And I'm like, really? I don't understand. And she was like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, Really? So you value me, respect me, you recognize me if I'm wearing my if my shirt is Prada. So it bothers me a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not saying we should not dress properly. But let's be very careful not to define our sense of significance and worth by personal effect. Right? I've called out the fact that you know the world we live in today have set parameters for us uh, by which we should define our sense of significance, uh, and I've called out some stuff. You know, the world has a standard. But one thing that should discourage you from going with the world is the fact that these things can be taken away. And, you, and by the fact that the world is ever in a state of confusion, panic, anxiety, they're ever unstable. And that's because they do not know God as your source or they do not recognize God as their source. But for you and I as believers, and if you, if you, if you listen to me and you're not a believer, you know, this is not to condemn you, this is not to throw you off, this is not to say this is not for you. 
right? I will be happy if you can uh, contact me personally uh, so that we can have a chat. We can have a chat over coffee and I can be of help to you, you know, in terms of knowing the Christian faith and how to come into the family of God and to help you to achieve a stability and peace that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. Time will not allow me to go into that because I have just a few minutes to go on this podcast. Right. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to hear from you regarding that. So the world does not acknowledge God as a father, but we know that God is our father. The Lord is my shepherd, the Bible says, and we have everything that we need. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The Bible says that God will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Guys, if we are not receiving from the Lord, if we don't have anything, the problem is not with God, the problem is with us. Perhaps we do not know how to walk by faith to receive from the Lord. Perhaps we are even asking for things that we do not need, things that do not matter. The Bible tells us in the book of First uh, Peter 5.14, First John 5.14, that this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So there's so many things that are behind the reason why we are not receiving certain things. But that's all, all that after that being said, we just need to acknowledge the fact that God is our source and God is able to meet all our needs, supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Guys, like I've said, that everything else in the world we have can be taken away. But one thing that cannot change, cannot be taken away, is the love of God for us. Is God in our life. So in my own opinion, I suggest that we make it a duty to live for God. So what does it mean to live for God? What it means to live for God is to acknowledge first that God is our source. We should believe that he has a purpose for us. Even the book of Jeremiah gives us an example to what God said about Jeremiah. And even Paul in the book of Galatians. No, no, the Bible clearly tells us in those two instances that, you know, God knew us right from when we were in the womb of our parent. Which is one of the reasons why I am against abortion. Because life starts from the womb. Now, uh, the purpose of God for our life is what is worth living for. So if I thought we want to have any sense of significance, it should be in the sole purpose of why God has created us. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that we are God's handiwork. We are God's custom-made, God's custom-built creation. We're carefully designed by God in Christ Jesus unto good works, right? So the Bible says we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus unto good works, right? So God, God created us for a purpose, you know, if we see God as the as the, as our source and the only authentic person that cannot change and that loves us, care about us such that, you know, He released His Son to die for us to for the forgiveness of our sins. If we put our confidence in God, like Philippians tells us that we should not be anxious about anything, but by prayers with supplication and thanksgiving, we should make our request known unto God, and the peace of God that surpasses understanding shall guide our heart and mind. Do you, say, do you see what the Bible says eh? that we should put, we should uh, make our request known unto God? So it is from God that we can have true peace. Everything else right now that we have that we may have tied to our to our significance or tied our identity to, right, cannot give us peace, especially when there's a threat uh, to them. But with God, we can have everlasting peace, just as Jesus has given us the peace that surpasses all understanding. So we should come to that point to where we acknowledge the fact that God's, uh, God's purpose is worth living for, right? I'm not saying that we should try it. We should throw away those things that we have, the things that God has blessed us with. I'm just saying that we should not make them idle in our lives. We should not make them, 
the reason why we exist or derive our sense of significance from them. Rather, what we can do is this. We can serve God with those things. Now, God created us not to live for ourselves. God created us to be a blessing to other people. There's nothing on earth that God created to exist for itself. Think about it. Reflect on this. There's nothing God created in this whole universe to exist or live for itself, but to bless somebody else, to bless humanity, to bless one another. We're not created to build an empire for ourselves, but to serve God, to bless people, to serve people. Right. So those things that you have in your life, I want you to start thinking, how can I serve God with this? How can I bless people with this? Because those things were given to you to be a blessing, not to accumulate and define as your sense, as your as a sole purpose for your existence. Right. So, guys, I would like to, to ponder on these things I've shared with you guys. And um, I want to, to, to take time to identify those things that may be tied to your sense of significance. Those things that define your sense of significance. I would really like to hear from you as you begin to um, replace those things. or ch- not, not When I say replace, I mean replace the, the position that's taken your heart. As you begin to identify the real purpose you have while you have them, which is to serve God to serve people. Right? God wants us to live a life of peace. God wants us to be the best he wants us to be. God wants us to to be secured. God does not want us to be unstable and constantly living in fear like the world does. You know, God has come to deliver us from the power of darkness. God has given us a life of peace. And anything that can threaten that peace that God has given to us is what we should eliminate, which is living for self. The world promotes living for self, but God created us to be a blessing. So guys, as you ponder on this, as you look into serving God with those things in your, the blessings in your life, as you look into, you know, uh, realigning your perspective and your sense of significance, as you commit yourself to understanding and discovering the love of God for you, and as you're seeing, as you see changes in your life, I would like you to give me a shout. Just, you know, just share your story with me. You know, I might be able to give you more insight or fellowship with you or think with you so that you can become more stable and secure in your Christian work or in your life in general. And you can be a blessing to people. You can be a blessing to God and you can be happy and be a blessing to yourself. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening.